Hey guys, this is Jerry of Underage Packers. Today, Big B is off dealing with the personal matter. So, as usual, I can't miss an episode. I have to talk about the Packers every week. Uh, Big B will be back, obviously. We're wishing him the best. But today, I wanted to have a chat with my friend Nate. He runs the Packer page on Instagram. Not the team's social media, not the team's official social media, but the biggest Packers fan page on the planet, over 100,000 followers. But me and Nate have been talking a while on Twitter, and I finally wanted to get a chat with him. Hopefully you enjoy it. Welcome back to episode 65 of the Underage Packers podcast. Big B is currently out on a personal matter. Obviously, we're wishing the best from Camp Wait. For him to be back, but joining me uh, to not replace him because Big B is obviously irreplaceable as the co-host on here is uh, my friend Nate. You probably followed him on Instagram for a while, but you had no idea. Uh, but he's going to be filling in for my co-host. How are you doing today, Nate? Good. I'm excited to be here. A little bit nervous. I feel like I've been in the Packers kind of blogosphere for about seven years and never done any video content, although I've consumed an unhealthy amount over the past <laughs> few years. So it's cool to be on the other side, big shoes to fill, uh, replacing yep. Big B. Um, Want to make him proud. So I will say that Jamal Williams is the GOAT right off the bat, mm-hmm. and the Packers should trade for him immediately. Exactly. For. Dude, Big B, he posted on his page, he had to pull his April Fool's joke. You know, Norman always has to do his BJ Rodgers yeah. drink. Uh, yeah. And then Big B yesterday did the April Fool's and uh, for Jamal trading for Jamal Williams. Oh, did he? I didn't even see that. That's yeah, awesome. I'm surprised uh, people didn't fall for it because the commenters on his page are quite something. Um, but me and Nate today, we're going to talk about, uh, once again, the little morsels of information we're getting during this kind of slow part of the offseason. I guess it's kind of the fastest compared to June or July. Um, but Will Redmond, Tyler Lancaster, both being re-signed back with the Packers, uh, uh, the NFL Officially adding the 17th game, Packers playing against the Chiefs, all of the drama around Aaron Rodgers' contract. And finally, we're going to play a fantastic game involving Big B's tweets at the end. So I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, let's start off with the, the smaller pieces of news. Tyler Lancaster, the defensive end or defensive lineman, and Will Redmond, the safety slash nickelbacker, dimebacker, whatever you want to call it, uh, being brought back. So there really isn't too much thoughts to have on this news other than you know these are just uh depth moves and uh, they still have to fight for their place on the roster there's no need to worry about the salary cap implications just because the contracts are so cheap but what do you think nate overall of um tyler lancaster being back do you think he makes the roster uh and will redmond what do you think about his play well, definitely two moves that uh, fans definitely aren't going to be super excited about. It's not the most exciting mo- news, mm-hmm. but uh, not really surprised by either. I think, have we seen any contract numbers for Lancaster? I know Will Redmond. I don't even know if there's any official confirmation. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember seeing anything for Tyler quite yet. Yeah, I'm not mad about bringing either of them back. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Redmond, I hope, is definitely more special teams help because God knows the Packers kid. <laughs> use all the special teams help they can get. But yeah, not mad at either. No, nothing super exciting, but uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And Will Redmond, if he can make the roster, I would love for them. Uh, it was interesting that they did not bring Raven Green back uh, yes. this year. They could have gotten for pretty cheap. Um, but, 
you know, maybe they're moving on. That was such a quite a piece of Mike Pettin's offense, having that dime back or a, a smaller safety type. Um, and then in Joe Barry's defense, the thing that is more prioritized is that nickel back corner uh, in the slot. So we'll have to see where they go about that. But I was surprised to see Will Redman back, um, w- but not Raven Green. So like I mentioned, it's probably mostly for special teams. All right. Uh, another thing the NFL officially added the 17th game. Uh, we talked a little before about this. Um, I don't think me and B- Big B ever got the chance to talk about it. Obviously, the NFL owners, they got to get any chance they can at uh, grabbing some more money, the 17th game, more advertisements, all of that fun stuff. So the Green Bay Packers will be facing off against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, And I believe it's similar. Maybe you can add some clarity. Uh, Is it the set division uh, and then they face the number one place in that division or the same place in X division? I believe so. Uh, don't quote me. Me and Norm were talking about this a couple of days ago. It's a big mess, but I'm very excited for Packers Chiefs. I think uh, yeah. I think everyone around the league is. Yeah, uh, I went to the Packers Chiefs game in 2019, the great battle between Matt Moore and Aaron Rodgers, and was kind of concerning how good Matt Moore was doing. Uh, but uh, obviously, I witnessed that Jamal Williams great touchdown catch. Um, and the thing about it, like, dude, my brother, I don't know what was up with him that night, but he, he was trying to contain my excitement. I don't know if I was embarrassing him or something, but after that Jamal touchdown, I was screaming. I didn't know if it was touchdown or not, but everybody else around me was silent, obviously, because it's Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, yeah. And so I, I thought my brother's telling me to be quiet. So I thought I thought they called it incomplete. So I didn't know that it was a touchdown catch until, like, 45 seconds later. So, and I even, I had it on film and then I deleted it because I thought oh, I, no. I major mess up right there. That was a back uh, red zone catch, right? Yeah. That was, yeah. Okay. I remember that. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get uh, some more plays like that with the 17th game. Uh, the bears are playing the Raiders and you got the Vikings against, I can't remember, but bears versus Raiders. Um, nothing to worry about there except, uh, they, they're trying to expand the international um, play, especially with teams like the Packers that are not willing to give up uh, some home games. Nate, I mean, how excited would that be? Um, you living up in, up north in Canada, how would yeah. you feel about the uh, Packers coming up there for a regular season game? Oh, I'd definitely be there for regular season, for sure. Uh, they came up to Winnipeg, I think it was a couple years ago for preseason, yeah. and I'm actually farther from Winnipeg than I am from Wisconsin, so I didn't bother with that. I have mixed feelings about the 17th game. Obviously, the players Hell hate yeah. it, which, uh, you know, I don't like to see the players upset. I know people say they get paid millions of dollars to play football, mm-hmm. uh, but still. But the international possibility, I think, is great. I kind of agree with you. The stats getting mixed up, like the records for 16 games, and then someone will probably beat those records in 17 games. And then yeah. probably in a few years, to be honest, we'll probably be playing 18 games and uh, anything for more money. So I have mixed feelings on it, um, but I can't complain about more football. Exactly. Yep. Nothing we can really do about it. Um, and, yeah, I know the the whole – idea that just because they make millions I think is stupid personally and I think one thing a lot of people miss is that like really only 10 
15% of NFL players are getting money where they can space it out throughout their whole life. Um, the other 85% are players like Will Redmond and Tyler Lancaster that while 2 million might be a lot for now, they have to find a way to get that through the next 60 years of their life. Um, and they've spent the last 20, uh, years working every second at it. So, yeah. And it's the player safety thing too. I mean, obviously I think that's the biggest factor in them hating it. I think their salaries are prorated over the 17th game. So they're, Mm -hmm. you know, at all, they're still getting what, what they're worth. Uh, but player safety, yeah, definitely at the front of that issue. Yeah. Uh, one funny, funny thing about this is that the bears were the only team to vote against it. So, uh, either they want to maintain their records from 1942 or, uh, you know, they, they've 16 weeks is enough of torture for them. Um, all right, moving on to the next topic here, the Packers, all, all the drama, all the obsession about Aaron Rodgers' contract. And I wanted to share, and I probably should have brought this up before just bringing it up uh, uncandid here, uh, Wes Hockwitz answer, friend of the show, um, Somebody on Packers.com insider inbox asked him about Rogers restructuring. I just can't stand this whole obsession. We are right in the middle. I mean, it's, we don't even know what's going to happen at quarterback over the next few years. And we are already experiencing the Rogers stand. You could already start the last day at Lambeau sequel right now. All right. So this is what Wes had to say to Steve from Lake State Stevens, Washington. I wish I was a Wisconsin town. I mean, that's I love pronouncing Wisconsin cities, but that's besides the point. Here we are. Steve has to say, I'm sure you're aware of the ongoing saga of as the talking heads turns as it pertains as it pertains to Aaron Rodgers' contract situation. As a talking head closer to this to the characters involved, do you have anything? Do you have anything you would like to say that hasn't already been said? And I, I love that he says, as a talking head closer to the characters involved, acting like just because Wes's office is in 1265 Lombardi that he has any other insight. But uh, Wes replied with him, replied to him with, have I said I don't care yet? If not, I don't care. And that's not being be, me being dismissive. That's me not giving a hoot what the talking heads have to say regarding Aaron Charles Rogers, his contract, his play, the car he drives, or the deodorant he wears. I've covered Aaron Rodgers for 10 years, almost a third of my life. That's 10 years of genetically modified narratives, wayward speculation, and inexhaustible talking points conveniently processed into snappy headlines and eye-catching lower thirds. You cannot get me to care what people outside of Brown County think of Rodgers or his contracts. My eardrums have been ruptured. The antenna is broken. You have lost me, and I ask not to be found. I just that's uh I like that. Yeah, he's got a little bit feisty in him. I love the use of the word hoot. Um, you know, you can't get the people at Packers.com mad. Um, but <laughs> you know, I just that the obsession, the saga, um, just the national media, how they're so obsessed. I'm just so tired of this. Rogers needs help. Rogers needs something from the Packers. Uh like we just like to blame everything on the front office now, apparently. We like to take speculation from Mark Murphy's press conference. People are so worried about what are we going to do with Rodgers. Is he going to leave us in the next two years? Yes, he is. But don't worry. 
Uh, no, he isn't. I'll tell you that so you can shut up on Twitter and I can stop adding people to my mute list. Um, but <laughs> what do you think of this uh, obsession, the drama with uh, Aaron Rodgers' contract restructure? It's crazy because I agree with Wes a little bit where I don't really care. But at the same time, I tweeted this a few days ago. I'm spending about 98% of my waking hours thinking about what the quarterback room is going to look like in Green Bay over the next few years. I think it's fascinating, and I really can't wait to see what happens. I think a lot of my patience comes from me knowing what I don't know, and so much of what's going to happen here is based on Jordan Love's development, which I've heard a bunch of people say this. Um, We know nothing about, and I'm okay with that for now. Um, I trust the front office. I trust the people watching him at at practice every day. I think we've seen a couple videos, but can't really learn anything from there. Um, yeah, it's going to be because the idea that, uh, you know, since they didn't restructure Rogers, which we'll see if they do. And I understand the, uh, the paying attention to it. Um, you know, if they don't restructure Rogers, that's, that is sending the message of, uh, sending the message by not sending the message basically, or doing something by not doing something. Uh, and that you're you're wanting you're they're leaving the options open for them. How the national media is painting this though is that they are committed to Jordan Love after this year, uh, which is also a stupid idea. I think it still stays the same that it's going they're going to pro- track Rodgers, going to track Jordan Love, and it's not going to be people are going to expect Jordan Love if he does end up being the starter for us one day. Uh, and the type of fashion where they trade or release Aaron Rodgers, probably trade, um, they're going to expect him to go out there and look like Aaron Rodgers. They're going to think the reason, well, if they moved on from Aaron Rodgers, this love kid must be better already, which isn't the mm-hmm. case. You plan who's going to be better in five years, not who's better right now. Um, yes. But the idea, yes, just the national media and just the idea that they are uh, – saying a F you to Aaron Rodgers is also pathetic. Yes. And another thing I wanted to add is that it feels like people like, obviously people like to talk in absolutes. And I would say that the front office has no idea what the room's going to look like in a couple of years either. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they don't know, obviously we don't know, but I can't wait to see how it plays out. I think it's going to be so much fun the next few years and yeah, yeah whatever happens, I'm on board. Me and Big B came in with the draft, drafting of Jordan Love. We made two episodes, getting all excited for the draft. And then they draft Jordan Love. And it's like, okay, so how do we handle this? We talked, we had like a whole 30, it was 35 minutes, 35 minute episode for episode three. And 20 minutes of it was Jordan Love. And rest of it was like, okay, so what does this mean with yeah. Josiah Degar, AJ Dillon, and whatnot? Um, but yeah, it's going to be so fascinating over these next few years. When that happened, it it didn't feel real, and it didn't feel I, I don't know. It just didn't. I didn't know what to think at that time. Almost, I like you knew it was a possibility at the start of the night, but you're like kind of like yeah, exactly. Happened, but I that was by far the wildest night on Packers Twitter. People oh, yeah. on their phones, and uh, yeah, it was a fun night. Definitely. Fun night, yeah. <laughs> Fun night, man. Uh, because 
well, another thing about that, me and Big B, we went, we did an Instagram live. We had like, nobody ever watched our Instagram live. I and mean, we did Instagram lives all of last year. Nobody watched them, but everybody was tuning in on draft night. They were telling us how stupid Brian Gutekinds was, how this is an awful pick. And I will, I will contest when Jordan Love on his Hall of Fame induction, and me and Big B were there defending the pick. So, <laughs> yeah, they uh, yeah, they won stands. Yep. So uh, that, that's Rodgers. Obviously, can't skip over. He spotted on vacation with his fiance Shailene Woodley. I just found. Yeah, biggest news of the week. Uh, I just found out that there is Shailene Woodley fan pages. I had no oh, idea. They are everywhere. Yeah, so I had no idea she was that big of a deal. If she was, she like the headline actress for Diversion. She was 14 year old me was obsessed with Shailene Woodley, and Dang. now that she's uh, engaged to my favorite quarterback. Well, I mean, you're sounding like Big B here. This uh, we've told the story about his Danica Patrick car that he had and his Instagram live he did after the the breaking news that Rogers and Danica broke up. So. But, uh, yeah, you know, you and Big B have something with Rogers' relationship, so I'm not going to destroy your passion. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about this upcoming draft here. Um, There's going to be a lot of wide receiver talk again. I think it's like I'm just so tired of this go-around like we had last year of, oh, they're going to draft a wide receiver. Like, it's so funny to see every – national mock draft like nfl.com it's wide receiver every time for the packers every like local ride or every podcaster for the packers it's not a wide receiver it's usually cornerback offense tackle or defense tackle so i'll ask you where do you think obviously you never know what players are available and that depends on a lot but what position do you think the packers go with in round one well, I was hoping you aren't going to ask me my draft crush because I'm not a huge draft guy. Yeah. I learned a few years ago, I used to do the whole draft crush thing and then it would, the pick would come in and it'd be somebody that I've never heard of. Yep. Um, I'm kind of hoping for a cornerback. Yep. I don't want to put too much energy into it because I don't want to be heartbroken when it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, cornerback, offensive tackle, I think selfishly, I think a cornerback would be cool. So that's kind of what I'm hoping hoping for. How about you? Yeah, I think uh, I would love for it to be a cornerback. My full pick is a cornerback. I I do think they're going to go offensive tackle, though. Um, But maybe they trade down there. It's just a lot. Um, I think offensive tackle and corner are the two needs. Like, you you need more on your team. I think the two where they could look to – definitely add to would be wide receiver defensive tackle so i would not be mad with a trade down at all however not exaggerating i've said that every year with brian gutekins and he likes to trade up (laughs) so i could definitely see a trade down though this yeah uh let's just not trade down to the first overall pick of the second round and then draft a cornerback from washington that's it's just uh yeah stay up till 2 a.m watching the draft and then it's yeah. like we get nothing <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i staying up till 20 pick 29 is enough and then just for there to be nothing is really disappointing you know like the first five picks like 
you know, the first five picks go pretty fast. There's no surprises. Yep. The, your Pizza Hut just arrived. You're on your first Dr. Pepper. Yes, um, the Dr. Pepper. Exactly, of course. Uh, and then, like, you get into the late rounds. There's no trades. Like, oh, wow, they went with that guy. All right, my mock draft's already busted anyways. Yep. Uh, and then you have to wait till the Packers to probably not make a sexy pick. And that's a whole run around. Watch Twitter burn down. Yep. No matter what happens, I think uh, it definitely is inevitable. It'll always happen. Yeah. If it's an offensive tackle, they'll lose it. Uh, If it's not the right corner, they'll lose it. I think they'll like a corner. If it's a wide receiver, they'll be fine. Um, Or another. Yeah. Wide receiver fans might like that quite a bit. But yeah, except there will obviously be uh, the should have drafted one last year. Um, and then there's, you know, defense tackle. They'll hate that because they, they don't understand that. It can't just be Kenny Clark, but yes. Get Kenny Clark help. I'm yeah. I'm big on that movement as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I love Jay Tefeli, uh, probably pronounced that wrong out of USC as a defense tackle. But like you said, I used to get so into, uh, the draft. I mean, the really ever since 2018, maybe cause I loved I love Josh Jackson um, mm. and out of the draft process, like after, you know, the, the doomsday getting eliminated from the playoffs after the GMO fumble and Rodgers come back against Carolina. Uh, I just posted the Packers are going to draft Lamar Jackson and Josh Jackson. I don't know why exactly I said Lamar Jackson. I guess I wanted him as a backup. Maybe I, I was just, I was just like three years ahead on the Jordan love plan. Uh, but Josh Jackson ended up being right. I saw him falling, and I thought we were going to take him at um, – because, you know, we originally traded down from 14 to, like, 26 with the Saints. So I thought we were going to trade down with the Saints, select Josh, but thank goodness we went with Jair Alexander. And then, you know, Ted Thompson just wanted to make me happy. and Or, no, that was Brian Gutekind's first year, but he just wanted to make me happy and get Josh. Yeah, Jair, I think he's, in all my time online, he's probably the happiest that the fan base has ever been about a pick. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they traded down, right? Yeah. And people were freaking out. and Because oh, of- it was yeah. Derwin James that we were all worried about. Yeah, people were saying, the only way I'm going to be okay with this trade down is to get Jair. And then yeah. I always like to go back and read the comments. I know you've said that a few times. But uh, I think people were pretty happy uh, the night we drafted mm-hmm. Jair, which was a breath of fresh air. Take that step up. Uh, thanks so much for filling in for Big B today. Yeah, this was fun. Um, there was a lot of pressure. I feel, again, I should say, trade for Jamal Williams. And yep. I have a lot of Lions fans. I've been telling them that Tim Boyle is going to be QB1. It might not be week one, but some point early in this season they all seem to think i'm joking um mm-hmm. so i just had to put that out there tim boyle qb1 i'm not looking forward to having to face him twice a year it's going to be the tim boyle laser show against us this time um, exactly. but yeah you heard you heard it here first so if tim boyle gets a starting job before they have to come to lambo i will buy tickets <laughs> to see tim boyle specifically i don't know how i'm going to get up there but i'll find a way i'll have tickets um yeah him and jamal is just going to light us up Exactly. I'm pretty worried for that. Um, so thanks everybody for watching. Make sure you're subscribed to the Underage Packers YouTube channel. We just booked the most exciting guest uh, in the Underage Packers podcast history. 
for when Big B returns in a few weeks. So thanks everybody so much. Watch, make sure, like I mentioned, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and all that good stuff. And as always, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.